Hold on a second. What do you mean Tupac was on a music festival in year 2012? Didn't he pass away? Are you sure? I put in late 60s, a TV series predicted many technological advances about the future. A robot does a duet with a TV host? How come? So, let's find out. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Today, we will talk about how information and communication technology, the so-called ICT, was presented in popular culture. My name is Pelin and I will be your host during this podcast. After talking a little more about what ICT means in popular culture, my colleagues Victoria and Fabian will enlighten us in detail on this subject. Technology plays a bigger role in our lives with each passing day. It continues to grow and every day is full of surprises. Maybe a smaller one, but years ago it was playing a role as well. ICT means the use of computers and other electronic equipment and systems to provide different kinds of communication. It refers to all communication technologies, including the internet, wireless networks, cell phones, computers, software, middleware, video conferencing, social networking, and other media applications and services enabling users to access, retrieve, store, transmit, and manipulate information in a digital form. With the advancement of technology, many industries have also been affected by the situation. As an example, in these days, we can find music albums and movies in the digital environment, which we used to buy as a vinyl or disc format. As our next definition, I want to talk about the meaning of popular culture with you. Culture is a way that people are grouped together based on their common behaviors and structures. But the term popular culture refers to the cultural traditions of the people as opposed to the official culture of the state or ruling classes. The word popular comes from the Latin word populus, which actually means people. As the culture of people, our interactions in daily activities determine what the popular cultural meaning is. So it is generally looking for something new or fresh. In the modern West, popular culture draws attention to cultural products which are consumed by the majority of the population of society. Dance, art, literature, fashion, television, film, radio, music, cyber culture, the use of the slang, breeding rituals, and even the foods that people eat can be given as main examples. In other words, it is a media type with mass accessibility and appeal. In fact, we can say that everything around us in our daily life can be a part of popular culture. So, enough with the definitions and let's dive into some examples, shall we? What about Alexa? It's no longer a random typical name. It is one of the technologies that has a great place in our daily life. And a lot of people love this device. Well, 
accept its creepy laugh out of nowhere. It is a home assistant in many households. Another example of a smart home appliance could be a robotic vacuum cleaner that works autonomously. Many families try to purchase one so that they can spend quality time instead of cleaning their homes on the weekends. And Zoom! We are not Zooming in or out anymore. Well, we do, but we also use it to connect with each other. Don't underestimate it. Thanks to Zoom, many people started to reconnect with their loved ones during COVID-19. People started to cook the same food in different houses with the same ingredients and they even buy the same wine to get the same taste. So Zoom has actually become a tradition among many people and as we said popular culture among many countries. Another topic related to ICT in popular culture will be the video games we play. Nintendo Game Boy takes us back to our childhood memories. And then PlayStation and Nintendo Wii. Thanks to these game consoles, we used to play card games or go out to a tennis match. But now we have VR games that we play in. We had internet cafes back then. Now we have VR cafes. It may sound outside of the world, but let's imagine a world that looks real, but isn't actually. And if you don't want to be stuck in a cafe, just play Pokemon Go on the streets, which is a good example of augmented reality. They even manage to adapt the weather in the game to the weather of your current location. Last but not least, I want to talk about Sophia the Robot as another example. Many people started talking about her. She was even on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. They even performed a duet of a song together. And I have to admit that her voice is better than mine. All Sophia has to do is download the lyrics to her software and she's good to go. So let's listen to Sophia together while introducing herself at tonight's show. Please welcome all the way from Hong Kong, Hanson Robotics, Sophia the Robot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Uh, hello, Sophia. Hello, Jimmy. Wow. Uh, long time no see you. You were on the show before. It has been exactly 575 days since I last saw you. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Not much. Let's see. I traveled to over 25 countries, appeared on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine, met German Chancellor Angela Merkel and the actor Will Smith and became Twitter friends with Chrissy Teigen. I addressed the United Nations and NATO, became the first robot to receive a credit card, and became the first robot citizen. What have you been up to? Well, I don't know about you, but this was beyond my imagination. Now that we have finished all the definitions and examples for a better understanding of the subject, 
we can now move on to more specific examples. First of all, I would like to invite my friend Fabian to give us more details about ICT while explaining us what hologram means. The mic is yours, Fabian. Interstellar travel, energy technology, force field, cybernetics, carbonite, and the list goes on. There are many great technologies used in Star Wars movies, but one idea really stuck with me. General Kenobi, years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. We all probably remember this iconic scene from Star Wars. For many, it was our first time seeing futuristic holographic action, technology in action. The term is taken from the Greek words holos and grammar, which means whole message. Unlike 3D or virtual reality on our two-dimensional computer display, a hologram is a three-dimensional and free-standing image that does not require a special viewing device or simulate spatial depth. The idea of holography was first introduced in the 1940s by Hungarian-British physicist Danish Gabor, who was awarded with the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1971. This was seven years before the first Star Wars movie appeared in cinemas. Holography is the science and practice of making holograms, and holograms are also known as holographs. Right now, most of our favorite electronic corporations are spending tons of money on augmented reality. With augmented reality classes, you can look out in the world around you and see things projected holographically into the space around you. But technically speaking, what is being presented in augmented reality is not really a hologram. It's a 3D virtual object that is not really there, but rather looks as though it is. But aren't holograms already a thing? I mean, there are concerts happening with dead artists like Tupac at Coachella. There's a lot of debate on what is or is not a hologram. So we are going to stick with this very simple definition for the word hologram. Hologram are freestanding 3D light structures. They are not projected onto a surface, but they can be diffused by glass sky-fi moon crystals or whatever other objects may get the job done. Princess Leia's secret message in Star Wars? That's a hologram. The ghost of Tupac or Michael Jackson? That isn't really a hologram. It's projected on a flat surface and exists in 2D. We're still going to refer to these as holograms, just to keep things simple. The thing about holographic concerts is that they are not exactly a new invention. The holographic performances are based on a 1860s parlor trick called Pepper's Ghost. It is a simple trick that was used extensively at Victorian fairs, plays or parties. And what can really expect from the future? It is hard to know when actual holograms will become common, but they may be used for entertainment over the next few decades. We already know there is a market for hologram concerts. 
BBC is also currently researching hologram TVs. In the movie Black Panther, people from Waganda Kingdom communicate to each other through a hologram. However, they also interact with the technology. For example, the holographic spaceship or Black Panther suit. The holographic spaceship could in some way be a reference to the drones used into the Earth's world. Maybe in the future every plane or helicopter will fly without a pilot on board. Speaking of interacting and talking with holograms, a team at Sussex University has developed a 3D hologram that can talk and interact. This technology could lead to the development of more lifelike holograms. The hologram called Multimodal Acoustic Trap Display, short MATD, falls short of the talking hologram seen in Skyfire films. But its capacity to talk and interact with people provides an opening for future developments. The scientists created the hologram by moving a 2mm plastic bed so quickly that the human eye could not track it. As ultrasound waves move the bed, the device produces a sound, a principle based on how all TVs used to work. Holographic technology could be highly useful in a business teleconferencing world. Teleporting the office space to someone's house, for example via a 3D holographic feed, the remote worker can hear and see everything that is happening. Or imagine walking through a mall or down the street and a hologram of someone using or trying to sell your product pops up. If you take some time to think about the possibilities here, there is no question that there would be some effective ways to utilize holograms. And I would also like to ask, what is your opinion on holograms and in general the portraying of ICT in movies? Though it will take some time until we reach the point of having them as a part of our daily lives, they will be an exciting new way of communicating. I think instead of using a screen, we could just use holograms to communicate with each other. The first step in the right direction will be augmented reality classes, even if they are not really holograms. The commercial use of it can help us prepare for the new digital age. They would have been useful in times of COVID too. Imagine a teacher suddenly standing in your room. It's interesting how technology influences movies, but also how technology gets influenced by them. Information and communication technology has always been portrayed as something innovative and great and still is. Although, especially with series like Black Mirror, there's a more critical thinking in our society. The movie I, Robot from 2004, starring Will Smith, showed people the dark side of artificial intelligence, for example. Maybe it is good that we, the humankind, does not develop everything just because we can. In summary, if movies keep bringing along new ideas for the use of ICT, then technology will never run out of new ideas. However, it will be important for our society to discuss if new technology is always worth taking the risk. Wow, I want to thank Fabian for explaining us the meaning of holograms and the differences and correlations between itself and augmented reality. We now know the past and present of holography, but the most exciting part was knowing what the future holds for us about it. And now, at the request of my friend Victoria, who will explain to us our next topic, I want you to imagine 
all of you putting yourself in a time capsule. Which year? To the 60s. Space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. go where no one has gone before. Isn't that what we all envision when we think about science fiction? You probably heard this sentence before, as it's not only a quotation of a booklet published in the wake of Sputnik flight, but also the iconic opening of the most culturally influential TV shows of all time, Star Trek, a science fiction show created by Gene Roddenberry in the 1960s. 60 years ago, that's a pretty long time. So why are we still talking about Star Trek today? Star Trek aired in a time when the idea of a home computer wasn't even considered to be a possibility, let alone the idea of having portable devices such as mobile phones or tablets. And yet, the most fascinating thing is that many of the technologies portrayed in the show have been mere fiction back then, but have now become a crucial part of our everyday lives. Of course, if you watch Star Trek the original series now, it might seem a bit odd, but in the 60s, the show was groundbreaking for its time. Even the special effects, admittedly hard to believe, were superior to anything else depicted on the TV. But also when it comes to addressing social issues, Gene Roddenberry was really trying to push the boundaries of the conservative 60s. And Star Trek even displayed the first interracial kiss on television. And um, so in which sense was Star Trek ahead of its time? Well, let me put it that way. Imagine your everyday life without your smartphone. It's difficult, right? But 60 years ago, the opposite was the case. Of course, the 60s had inventive breakthroughs in technology such as the audio compact cassette and the first touch-tone telephone, but it was still a long, long way to go for our beloved smartphones. Therefore, when Star Trek introduced its communication device, the communicator, it was a mere attempt of envisioning something that could possibly become a reality, and oddly enough, it did look a lot like a flip phone back then, which was only introduced in the 1990s, 30 years later. So in the case of Star Trek's communicator, science fiction did indeed become reality. The idea was so innovative back then that Martin Copper even stated that his first handheld phone prototype was in fact inspired by it. And 
that is a pretty good example of how the display of technology in science fiction inspires people to try to attempt to recreate those seemingly impossible ideas. And isn't that just amazing? Are there any more Star Trek gadgets that have made it into reality? Actually, there are quite a few. For example, our USB flash drives. In Star Trek, they inserted information containing disks into computers and portable devices. Just like we do with our common USB sticks. Another great example would be the portrayal of a communication earpiece, which can be compared to Bluetooth earbuds. And probably the next most noticeable gadget was introduced in Star Trek The Next Generation. The personal access display device. A flat touch-based control panel which looks and operates a lot like our current tablets. And of course, there are also many more gadgets that haven't made it into reality and some of them probably never will. But nevertheless, we might be surprised what will be possible in the future. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And um, which Star Trek invention would you like to see become reality? Well, let me think about that. It would probably be the holodeck. Although I'm not quite sure if this is going to be possible to recreate. Essentially, the holodeck is a holographic environment simulator where one can go and experience literally anything you can imagine. So, it can be used as pure entertainment or for scientific purposes. In Star Trek, everyone was able to create their own program and experience, for example, the life in the 7th century. The possibilities are just endless. And wouldn't it be so amazing if we were able to use this kind of technology and just go back in time and experience how life was back then, even if it was just by the means of a computer program? Also, many jobs could benefit from this technology. For example, surgeons, who could practice in such environments instead of an actual patient. On the flip side, there could also be negative side effects of such technologies. Because people could get lost in these artificial worlds and start to forget about their lives in the real world. And actually, this reminds me of the Black Mirror episode USS Callister, where there was a VR game that could simulate anything you wanted. And the co-founder of this game used DNA from his co-workers to replicate their consciousness in the game. In the episode, it was then discussed how moral this was, to hold those replications of real people, like some sort of prisoners, in the game. And it also becomes very clear in the episode that even though those replications were programmed to do whatever he told them to, they did indeed have a consciousness on their own and tried to resist the game and him. And I think when we think about technology, we always have to consider the negative side effects it can have as well. Lastly, I would like to ask you, how does technology portrayed in popular culture impact our perception of computing technologies as society? 
that is what really strikes me when I think about the portrayal of computing technology in popular culture. At first, it is merely an idea of how our future could look like, which sometimes might appear to us as rather odd and so far-fetched that it will probably never happen, but then it simply does. Because people in the 1960s probably never even thought about using the electronic devices we are implementing in our everyday lives now, and yet, here we are, just doing exactly that. I think another good example is George Orwell's book 1984, where he foresaw the possibility of being monitored almost everywhere, which was a very dystopian depiction of the future in the late 1940s. And unfortunately, as we all know, did indeed somewhat become reality. So the depiction of technology in popular culture is not only about portraying the positive impact it can have on our lives, but also attempts to show us what could be if technology is used against us. Just take some Black Mirror episodes, for example, where they explore in depth on how technology could affect our lives in a very negative way. However, I think science fiction in general tries to attempt to show us that the boundaries we think we have in regard to technology are not set in stone yet, and that we might be able to overcome those boundaries in the future. Although it is probably really hard for us to imagine that some things we're learning now might change in the future, they still could. And exactly because of that, science fiction is such a great way of exploring those possibilities and getting lost in what could be and who knows what we are able to do in 60 years from now, where our boundaries are going to be then. I am very curious to find out, because today it might be science fiction, but tomorrow it might have become reality. So, thank you, Victoria. Unbelievable. As far as I understood, we'd better get a checkbook to tick off the technologies that have come to life from Star Trek series. Let's grab some popcorn and watch these sci-fi movies again with our new knowledge of the technologies they have used. Before we finish our podcast, I want to thank my friends Victoria and Fabian again. I'm sure everyone along with me listened with interest to the topics they talked about. And as Victoria said, who knows what we are able to do in 60 years from now. I'm looking forward to being able to create my own hologram in the future. We hope that we were able to share the topic of ICT in popular culture in a fun way throughout our podcast. Thank you for listening. The end.